You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Garden Report, powered by Blue Apron and ZipRecruiter. The Celtics have won 120 to 109. We are Whoa. in CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Jimmy Toscano is to my right. I am Jared Weiss. We bump it up. Bump and it. the Celtics really bumped it up tonight because they it did. was a horrendous second quarter. We're talking about historically disturbing to watch second quarter basketball. Twelve personal fouls, three technical fouls. The, there, was a, there was literally a nonstop boo from the crowd for like the last four or five minutes of game time in that quarter. It's unreal. They come out of halftime. Don't say anything yet because they come out of halftime, go on a 14-3 run to retake control of the game. Jay Crowder went off. Jay Crowder had a huge second half. He did. He threw a lot of things at me. I'm going to reel it back. Just go Jay Crowder. Se- okay, damn. I wanted to talk about second quarter. Say whatever you want to say. say no, I was just going to say, say I had friends texting me that I literally never hear from saying how upset they were at the NBA during this quarter. So Good friends. Thanks for helping me retouch with some friends. But Jay Crowder, as you said, came alive. I think Jay Crowder, and I've said this a million times, is not the heart and soul, but in a way kind of like the heart and soul of the Celtics team. The backbone, if you will. I think his energy, his attitude, the way he played, the style, his style of play. I think the Celtics kind of... A- they like epitomize that. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly, but you are okay. Great. Um, and we saw that tonight out of Jay Crowder. And I think in doing so, the team played the way that we've seen them play at their best after Tuesday night's debacle in Washington, which I thought was one of the worst losses of the season. I know the Wizards are playing well, but I still thought that showing, you know, when a team when a team arrives at the arena dressed in black for your funeral and then you proceed to actually die. That's playing into their hands. So I was good to see them alive and well tonight. Well, for a dead man, Jay Crowder looks very good right. tonight. And you're right. It was so. What was so bad about it was they got punked by Beal specifically, who was the guy that kind of orchestrated the whole thing. Right. And John Wall had those uh, huge plays. I mean, they lost. Oubre. The guys that called him out were the guys that shut him down in that Tuesday That's game. That's why it just hurt to watch. Exactly. But tonight... They played so well in the second half. Their defense picked up so much, especially in the fourth quarter. We have to talk about what Al Horford yes. did. Isaiah, obviously, he was king of the fourth with his usual 13 points, which is like his average. Just another day. This month, it's, it's absurd. Just another day. And he, he had those two shots. But the key of the game was Al Horford, who did it on both ends. On the block on offense, he had some crucial plays on the block. He also had a nice drive. Might have been a little earlier in the second half, but he had a great drive. Where he had a huge dunk. Um, yes, but he's not doesn't dunk enough. He does. Yeah, he he really doesn't. He misses dunk too enough. many layups. You should dunk more. But the big thing that he did was getting switched onto James Harden. The Rockets went small. They wanted to get those switches. Stevens was switching everything in the at the end of the game onto Harden. Yep. And Horford got him, played him straight up. 
kept him in front of him, got low, stayed wide, and Harden tried to shoot over him. But Orford, Horford, as Steven said after the game, is the best on the team on contesting long shots. Using because his length. He uses his length. He's, he's got great reaction speed. He stays grounded so he doesn't commit fouls. And it worked. And he forced some big clankers from Harden. And that was what keep kind of kept that edge for the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it. I think it's basketball IQ. He's not getting too caught up in the moment. He's not leaving his feet when he shouldn't. He's not allowing Harden, who we know is one of the best guys to get to the rim in the NBA. You didn't see Harden blowing by Horford, you know, with a pump fake and, you know, getting to the line. I think Horford did exactly what the Celtics needed him to do on those switches, put a body in front, get a hand in his face, alter the shot. You don't have to get a hand on the ball to alter the shot. Um, And I thought that's just a prime example of, forcing Harden into shots that he normally makes, but tonight just a little bit off, and that's all it took. What was he, 6 for 18, I think, tonight? And, and an angry, an angry James Harden after the game, so I hear. He pretty much stormed <laughs> off in his press conference. He was asked to grade by a, someone who I like very much, but he was asked to grade Al Horford's <laughs> performance on him after the game, and he did not like that question at all. He stormed he off afterwards. Papers, it was not know. It was not a happy beard night. It was a very okay. sad beard night. So we're going to come back for part two. Before we go, though, got to tell you about ZipRecruiter. If you want to hire somebody, it's only one way to do it nowadays. You've got to use ZipRecruiter. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan, and you will be able to post your job to over 200 job boards. It's the best, most efficient, easiest, and most importantly, the smartest way to hire somebody yeah. in the 21st century. So we'll be Right back on the Garden Report on CLNS Radio in Celtics Blog. My name is Jared Weiss, and I am here to talk about Zip Recruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job at one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all of the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017. You can post your job to 200-plus job sites, and that includes social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. You find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. You just post once, and you watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy user interface. There's no juggling emails or calls in your office. You just quickly screen candidates, you rate them, and you hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan, S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. Get it right one more time. It's free at ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. Welcome back to part two of the Garden Report. We're actually going to go outside of the game, look at the big picture for the Celtics. After tonight's win, they are now half a game behind the Toronto Raptors, which is absurd because they have been losing constantly lately. But so is Toronto and so is Cleveland, who again lost in overtime tonight. They're only three and a half games back of the Cleveland Cavaliers, who need a playmaker, apparently. Well, yeah, they according do. to LeBron. We'll see. And they might have Rajon Rondo by the help. time. Shocker. Yeah, Rondo might be on the Cavs by the time this video Ooh. gets to the internet. We'll see. But uh, the Celtics <laughs> have been looking that. really bad lately. Their defense has been horrendous. They played Whoa. some good fourth quarter defense Whoa. tonight. But we right, saw throughout did. the game that 
their pivot guys, whether it's Amir Johnson or Al Horford, are getting misdirected on dribble penetration from the wings, and then bigs are just rolling through and getting easy buckets. Uh, Montrez uh, Harrell and Clint Capella Clint tonight, Capella. I think, had like five or six dunks Every time them. I looked up, somebody was catching an alley-oop, I think. There were some of them that shouldn't have been out. There were a couple that were, don't do that. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is that these guys are rolling to the basket. They're getting to the hoop almost without much with without any effort it's almost as if we were standing on the court and trying to yeah, defend it right which is, that's why i'm not in the nba yeah. didn't quite make the height limit it's the only reason but <laughs> that's it um but yes to answer your, to, to go on with what you're saying the interior defense has been lacking the defensive rebound we talked we've talked about this in the past they're lacking some of that down low tenacity they're a three-point shooting team okay that's what they are long shots long rebounds um get up the court maximize your shots they're not doing a whole lot of low post maneuvering and this that and the other thing banging down low they did lose jared selinger who was one of those guys so this is a little bit who the celtics are um they, i'm not going to call them a finesse team because that's a knock on them well that's they're, what brad stevens calls them so i think you're okay to do well it. only when he's mad at them i think so and you're not mad tonight no i'm not mad at them i can't be mad at them because this was a big win this was one of their best wins of the year coming off one of what i thought was the, one of their worst losses of the year so I actually asked Jay Crowder about this after the game tonight. I said, you know, what is this? You know, you've been on these guys for a while. You kind of know the character in this locker room. What's it say about, you know, these guys? What's it say about this team? And he said, well, when our backs are against the wall, you know, we don't point the fingers at We're not pointing fingers at each other. We're not arguing with each other. When our backs are against the wall, we come out and we fight, you know, for each other. And we play, you know, what you saw tonight is what you kind of get. Well, their endemic fly was exposed tonight because it's the rebounding and the interior defense, and it's kind of caused by the same issue. There's, when they play small, tonight we saw them with three guards, Jay Crowder and Al Horford in crunch time, and I talked to Ryan Anderson about this on the Rockets after the game, who had a really good game tonight. He's having a great season, and he talked about how when you're going up against a small lineup like that, which is the Rockets face a lot because they have a relatively small lineup, that they're looking so Harden will have the ball have the attention on him Anderson is looking to kind of spread out and then crash the boards because when he crashes the boards he's going up against guards most of the time mm-hmm. the Celtics really got exposed with that and it was especially on dribble penetration where when the one big gets rotated out of the way the guards can't defend the bigger guys coming through the lane they obviously have to figure out a way to fix that problem um, last year they didn't really have much of an issue with that because even though they had Crowder at the four, they were so tenacious on the perimeter that got, the teams couldn't really get through them, and right. they communicated so well. But the the connected, like kind of that connective tissue between the defenders on the perimeter hasn't really been there this year. There's still a lot of miscommunications or lack of communication. There's something in the way that they work together on defense that I think is a bigger issue than the actual personnel. And you can't really predict how are they going to fix it. It's really just that they right. got to communicate better and they got to be more cohesive and they got to be on a string together more. I don't know if they're built to really make a big trade because they're, I don't know if the pieces that they're going to have to give up to bring something in to fix that, that's going to be a big hit to them. Their bench, the guys that they use off their bench are very valuable, very instrumental to what these guys do. I mean, they need a guy like Smart. They need Rozier's. He's coming up huge. You saw what Jerebko does when he gets the playing time tonight. Got smashed in the face. Before he got fish hooked. Um, and four stitches, by the way, after four the game. Stitches, hockey, it did not yeah. look pretty. I saw him walking out of the locker room. That's not a Swede pretty. right there. That's hockey right there. Um, a lot of his natives are going to be proud of that. Mm-hmm. Proud of that injury and the blood on the Black court. leather jacket helped a yes. lot, too. <laughs> did the blood get on the jersey? I don't think so. It wasn't really clear. What about the jersey patch? 
Okay, so we're just going to segue right away. All right, I, was gonna, I thought you were going to make a good point. So, okay, 30 seconds here. The yeah, Celtic, So the Celtics and GE, one of the 11th largest com- or the 11th place on the Forbes 500 list this year. Uh, mega corporation that's making a big splash in Boston. They're looking for their big, like their way to embed themselves with the city. Yes. What better way to be on the jerseys, of the legendary jerseys of the Boston They're Celtics? They're on their way to Boston. Highly controversial topic because uh, if you look at my post on Celtics blog, my story, which, by the oh, way, God. is now like 1700 words and i did a bunch of reporting so go read it there's a lot of good info in there all the comments are this is a travesty (laughs) crime against humanity maybe wick should go to the hague for violating the sanctity of the jersey the worst thing since celtics dancers but you know what brad stevens made a good point which is that last night they wore the gray sleeve jerseys which everybody hates so is this really that much of a monstrosity i don't think so what do you think if they put the GE patch on the gray sleeve jerseys, my head's going to explode. Okay, I won't stand for that. And GE stock would probably plummet <laughs> and they would go out of business. People are going to be dying. It's not going to be a good look for anybody. However, the, the patch on the jerseys tonight, I thought if you're going to put an ad on the jersey, which let's be real people, and I know there are a lot of traditionalists out there and a lot of people who maybe don't understand how money works and how businesses work, but they're in to make money. And it's going to happen. The league's going that way. Look around. Look in Europe. You can. You, they're walking billboards. Um, this is a, a nice little classy, little circle, circular patch. It says GE. It's in cursive. It honestly blends right in. You, you wouldn't even really notice it if you didn't know that it just happened. I think it's better than Diamond Nuts in Sacramento, whatever the heck that one is. Or Stohub's awkwardly shaped logo. Yeah, in I mean, Philly. A classic, just ugly Sacramento Kings dumb decision. But the Celtics, they did it right. If they're going to put the ad on. They picked a company that can actually, I think there's a there's more than just them making money off this. I think there's a good relationship there. And I know you know way more about that than well, I do. I talked to a bunch of members in the front office about, especially on the business side, about how this partnership is going to work. First, the lights, which just went out, yeah, are actually going to be gonna completely, they're going to have a fully intelligent lighting system in their <laughs> practice facility. They're going to have access to all sorts of really expensive GE medical machinery. They're going to have an analytic. Like 50 bucks? They're going to have a med- yeah. Well, times like <laughs> times like 5000 but so okay. they um, they're going to have access to medical research teams that are pioneering in their field GE is creating probably the most pioneering wearable device for monitoring vital signs which could be implemented very soon in the NBA in games and they're going to be on the cutting edge of that so it is a very beneficial program for the team everyone that I talked to in the front office is extremely yeah. excited not about the sponsorship side which obviously they're happy about but the access to especially medical data and that they're going to get for a team that has really suffered from injury issues from Jay Crowder to Marcus Smart to Avery Bradley who's currently out yep. to Amir Johnson whose ankles are five times older than he is it's going to pay <laughs> off dividends it really is no, and I, they're getting paid for it too yeah no I, I, I 100% with you it's almost like they're trying to sell us on it but they didn't really have to I mean everything that they said made sense I mean if you're going to build a partnership if you're going to you know put put a logo on your jersey you, you want to believe in you know that company and you want to believe that they they can help you and that relationship there so i think there's a it's very mutually beneficial um and i also think that the garment report is brought to you by general electric <laughs> well i believe in blue diamond almonds i also believe in blue apron so if you want three free meals and free shipping go to blueapron.com slash garden report we'll see you next time on the garden report friday night they play the orlando magic we will see you then When teams are going to switch bigs on you, is it just make or miss on those shots or other things you want to do differently? Make shots. <coughs> uh, got a couple good looks. Took a couple bad shots, but 
Thank you, support of the game. And, you, know, we, you know, the major part about it, we didn't get stops. Um, you know, they created a lot of mismatches. mismatches. Um, you know, Isaiah made, made big plays, uh, whether they're scoring or, or making the right pass. And, you know, um, yeah, every time we made a mess up defensively, they made a pay for it. So, so credit to them, they made shots, and that was the game for them. Why has it been so difficult to make the defense more consistent? It's dog days, man. It's dog days. Everybody goes through Got to find a way to get out of there. That's all. Simple. Don't, don't overthink it. <clears throat> Building off those switches, uh, how would you grade the job that Corporate did on you tonight? And just uh, his abilities? I mean, nothing. I just missed shots where I didn't make the right play. That was all. I go through that every single night. So. Whether it's Horford guarding me, it doesn't matter who's guarding me. Did you hurt yourself there? Um, yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm fine. What happened? Nah, I don't know. I, mean, I just felt, you know, something around my groin area. And, um, but, uh, you know, we'll see how it is tomorrow morning. What was your mentality coming into this um, you know, I think that for us was, uh, um, you know, being able to contain the ball um, was very important and, um, and not allow them to play. Um, and I give hard and, you know, those, those easy looks, you know, those easy shots that he gets. So um, it was important for the bigs for us to really, you know, we were trying to be up and uh, making sure that, you know, if he was shooting anything, it was over our hands and, um, and our weeks, I really did a good job and, you know, stopping the roll, those big guys. I mean, they slipped a few times, but for the most most part, we were good. Isaiah said he thought you've been not feeling down about the way you've been playing a little bit. What kind of has, has made you think that over the last few games? Um, I mean, I don't know necessarily if it's, uh, you know, if it's necessarily down. Um, you know, I just think that, um, you, you know, it, you go through at certain points in the season where, you know, you're not necessarily feeling your best, you know, physically. And, you know, that's when you, you know, you have to just keep pushing through it. And, you know, eventually, you know, everything will be fine. And, and uh, you know, you keep doing things the right way. I keep preparing the right way. And, you know, tonight, uh, you know, I was able to help the team get a win. Emotions tonight, was there a different fire? You were showing a lot of emotions, especially in the second half, just an aggression. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, this, this was an important game for us, um, you know, especially after dropping, you know, the game in Washington, and, um, you know, uh, I felt like it was a good test, and hopefully we can build on it. Just the way your last meeting with them ended, missing that layup, I mean, does that contribute to your motivation? No, no not at all, I mean, you know, I felt like I played a good game there, and, you know, I had a good shot to win and didn't make it, but that's in the past, and... We had a good opportunity here, and we won. How important was it for you guys to see tonight the defense working? Well, it's very important, and especially against this group. Um, you know, they've been playing extremely well. Um, you know, a lot of confidence, guys that can shoot, that can drive, and uh, um, uh, you know, we stepped up to the challenge, and you know, got the win. It seemed like every time you got doubled, someone was cutting open to the hoop. Uh, how? How much did it help you to have guys were diving the hoop like perfect time? Yeah, I think it's important, you know, that, that we keep moving without the ball, and our guys, you know, all year they've done a really good job, and, uh, and especially tonight, um, uh, you know, obviously I'm always looking to score in the post, but uh, you know, at the last second I kept 
you know, seeing guys just pop open and, you know, just making the, the easy play. But it, it's a credit to our guys because they just, you know, kept moving and stayed active on the, on the weak side. You guys were swinging a lot of pick and rolls and hit screens on James Harden at the end of that game. Were you at all surprised that he was passing out of those switches instead of attacking? Um, I mean, you know, I think that, uh, you know, he was trying to mix it up. Uh, you know, I felt like we really did a good job in containing him. I, I was making sure that, um, you know, I just contested everything he got and, and, um, and just, you know, making him work and, the guys playing high minutes out there, so I'm sure that towards the end he probably was a little tired and, you know, letting other guys, you know, work too. How do you guys build off of this? Um, I just think it's focus for us. Uh, I just think it's focus. It's a mindset. So uh, the same level of focus we need to carry into Friday and, um, and really understand what coach wants us to do and, uh, and execute it. Isaiah, you've been getting Tom and DJ Chates, you know, all these home games, but they mean a little more with James Harden in the building. No. I mean, it always means a lot with these um, best fans in the world. So, I mean, it doesn't matter really who's in the building. Um, the fans are great, and they, they treat me really good. It was a playoff like atmosphere out there tonight. Yeah, it was. It was a game we needed. It was a must win for us, and we played like it. Now we got to try to. Just be a little more consistent in, in playing that way, and um, I think we'll be all right. Isaiah, it seemed like in the first half, the calls went the way. It could have been a reason for you guys to kind of you know, fall back a little bit. But the second half, it seemed like you guys showed your deal and punched them, punched them back. Yeah, we did. We just didn't want to keep complaining. We did our all our complaining in the first half. And um, Coach said, I mean, the team that complains the most is – most likely going to lose. And we just wanted to put our hard hat on and give it our all again. And, I mean, let the game dictate what was going to happen. And I think we did a good job of just keeping our composure in that second half, better than the first half. You guys have come from all different backgrounds and tough environments to get here. When you guys are questioning their own toughness, how tough, how difficult is that to admit? I mean, over the last um, I don't know about we're, we're, we're questioning it. I mean, we know we have it. It's just a matter of doing it. Um, and I think tonight we just we played like we're capable of playing on both ends of the floor. And I think the, the next step with this team, we just have to be more consistent at doing that and, having, and, and building that identity. And we know what our identity was last year, but it kind of has gone down this year. But we got to get that back to be a successful ball club. The, the best one of the year, you guys, given diversity and who you're playing and, and everything? Yeah, I mean, you could say that. I mean, three-game losing streak, um, a, a really good team in Houston coming in here with a really good player like James Harden. It it probably was, I mean, you can say that was the biggest win. Hopefully it it, it, it gives us even more confidence and we can, we can find a rhythm and keep playing this way. That run in the third quarter, how important was it for you guys to – Move the ball, but also get inside, get some easy layups. Uh, we knew they were a team that switches a lot, so we wanted to attack the switch, whether that be by a guard or, or getting it into Al or one of the bigs and, and playing off that. And I think we did a, a nice job of executing the game plan. And in that third quarter, we wanted to be the team to make the run because we knew if they made a run, what they're capable of doing. And um, I think we did a good job of, of, of coming out in that third quarter really locked in. How nice was it to see? 
the aggression yeah. that he had in that second half. It was it was beautiful. I mean, we we need that from him. He knows that. Um, I think he's been been down on himself a little bit the last few games, but as a team, we haven't played well either. So. We know what Al's capable of, and he, he did a hell of a job tonight, and he was he was the anchor tonight for us on both ends. Have you noticed the fans treating you, you know, more like a superstar when it's the MVP chance or the, the buzz when you have the basketball? What's that like? It's stuff you dream of as a little kid. Um, I always say it to be in the, the garden to play for the Celtics and for them to be chanting MVP is like it, it doesn't seem real. So um, I'm just... For now, I'm staying in the moment. I'm embracing it, and uh, um, these fans are everything to me. So you guys had a lot of pick and pops a lot of times. It seemed like in the first half, especially, you went to the roll more often. Yeah. What was it about them that you knew the roll might work? Um, first off, they they switch a lot, and then second off, I, on some of their players, they were showing, especially with me. So I, I think the roll opened it up. They had to pick pick their poison whether they were gonna. We had a shooter on the opposite side, and we had a guy like Al Horford rolling. So. Um, like I said, we executed the game plan, what we wanted to do, and we got to do that more often. Does it help things really with the way you guys are able to put pressure on Harden from the three-point line and not let him get too many open looks from there? We got guys capable of playing that good of defense. Um, Jay Crowder did a hell of a job. Marcus Smart did a hell of a job. And then Al Horford did a great job of being able to switch and contain him. I mean, you're not going to stop a guy um, like that, but you, you can contain him and try to keep him off the free throw line, which we didn't do. but. We just contested more of his shots and made it tough for him. And um, guys did a good job on him. Isaiah, did you say anything to Marcus after the incident last night? Yeah, I, I mean, I had texted him when we got home. I just, because he was down on himself. Like, that was one of the first times where you could tell he didn't, his emotions took control of him. Um, we know he means well. And I just told him, keep your head up, man. People make mistakes. We're all human. And we need you to be. Marcus Smart, and he was Marcus Smart tonight. He made plays on both ends of the floor, and he he did a lot of good things for us tonight. And we need him to be like that. And he knows he knows he made a mistake, but we're moving forward as a team. Brad, can you just talk about the importance of winning this game, beating a good team after the team had struggled the last few games? <clears throat> just just getting a win. I mean, I, I think that. Um, you know, winning's hard, and you're going to have to play really well. And it's one of the reasons why in this league it's unforgiving, because if you if you drop one, you know the next one's coming, and the next one's loaded with talent. And um, I thought our guys did a really good job tonight. I thought they stayed together through the good times and the bad times. I thought they were tough. I thought we got stops when we needed to, and obviously, I thought the execution and the you know shot making in the fourth quarter was outstanding. Brad, you guys were switching virtually every screen on James Harden. What was the rationale behind that decision? Well, at the end, but most of the night we tried not to. Um, but at the end, I mean, at, at some point, it's about um, can you can you do your best to stay matched up, you know? And uh, James Harden kills you in pick and rolls because he just gets those guys on their hips, on his hip, and then he just whips it across the court to wide open shooters, and those guys are good enough to make shots and drive closeouts. So, um, you know, we had planned to, to do that late, and Al did a great job on James. The scary part about that is you've got four smalls blocking out for us, and we were three point guards and, and Jay. So um, I don't, our guys did a really good job of finishing plays. Jay drew him a lot early in the game. What was the thought behind putting a guy that big on him? 
Well, I think one of the things that people don't realize is how big he is. I mean, I don't know what he weighs, but he's got to be 6'6", 240. I mean, he's, he's a strong guy. So it's hard for small guys to guard him. Like I said, he gets, he gets you on their hip, and he can keep you there. Um, and then you end up putting your hands out, and he's unbelievable at drawing fouls. So, um, you know, we, we wanted to go bigger. I, I thought we would have Jalen on him a little bit more. Um, but we wanted to be smart and Jay, and then we knew we would switch late. They've generally been a pretty good rebounding team all season. What did you guys do? Uh, to have, I think you're up 38 to 20 on, on rebounds. What did you like about the way you guys crashed? I, mean, I just thought we had a real purpose about us today and getting guys off the glass. And, and again, we had those smalls in. That was a concern late in the game because Harden's going to create a shot for himself against a big. And then if he misses, can you get the rebound? Um, but our guys did a pretty good job of that. Um, we're we're going to have to get, get, get bodies on people every night. And there's some nights where we'll get rebounded over the top. We just can't get killed. And, you know, that's the bottom line. We just can't get killed on the glass. Brad, what did Al do so well to keep Harden in front of him and still contest threes without fouling? Yeah, Al's, Al, Al's the best on our team at using his length and, you know, having a hand up and challenging high. And we haven't done that very well um, as a team. But I think... You know, we've shown clips of him doing that in Atlanta last year. We've shown clips of him doing this early in the year. Um, but I think that he's really good at that. He's got a low base. He can catch up to the drive and jump off one foot and block shots. Um, and at the same time, he can at least make a shooter uncomfortable. Coach, the uh, fourth quarter execution, you talk about that in terms of Jay and Al complimenting Isaiah? Yeah, we were really small, but we were really skilled and really fast. We had um, guys made shots. Isaiah did a good job of recognizing the situations to shoot and when to pass off the blitz. Marcus Smart made a couple of great cuts and effort plays um, that, that we took advantage of, and then we really moved it and found the right guys. I mean, with Al rolling to the rim and with Terry and Jay spotted up around, you felt pretty good about our, you know, the shots we were going to get. You never know if you're going to make them, but Shots we're going to get. Just uh, um, Jonas okay after that hit? And um, it looked like Al might have been hobbling a little bit towards the end of the game. Anything yeah, I, didn't, I don't know what's wrong with Al. He was hobbling a little bit at the end of the game. I kept asking if he's okay. He said yes. Um, so I don't know if he was just tight or whatever the case may be. Um, but, uh, you know, he'll. I didn't get the impression it was anything major. Um, and uh, And then with Jonas... Um, he did get hit. I think he's getting stitches. He had the stereo strips on when he was came back. He probably gets stitches and should be good to go Friday.